Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Chad Allen. Chad is the creator of Book Proposal Academy. He's also a full-time writer, editor, speaker, and writing coach. Uh, he's the guy when it comes to book proposals. So um, comes from the traditional publishing world, uh, and so kind of has is in a really unique position to see both sides as someone who looked at book proposals and as someone who uh, helps people create great book proposals. Um, I mean, this is this is his jam. So I'm very excited to have uh, Chad come in and, and, and we're going to talk about exactly how to create an amazing book proposal uh, that uh, that gets you a book deal, that maximizes your advance, that helps sell books, you know, all those things. Uh, so I'm very excited. Chad, welcome. Oh, so glad to be here, Chandler. This is fun. So t- let's take it from the top. Um, for those that are less familiar, what is a book proposal? And, and why is this something that you're so passionate about? Yeah, yeah. So a book proposal really, really simply is just a document the authors prepare to pitch their book to agents and publishers. Another way to think about a book proposal is, you know, publishers, and I know self-published authors too, but we all, I think, should be thinking about books as sort of micro businesses. And so your proposal is kind of a business plan for your book. Um, so that's, that's, what a, that's what a proposal is. Publishers are looking for safe bets. The job of your proposal is to convince the publisher, hey, I'm a safe bet. What you're looking at is a return on your investment with me. You know? And so, so that's what it's about. And the reason I'm so passionate about them is because, first of all, they open up the doors to traditional, traditional publishing, but also because as you write your proposal, you learn so much about your book. I mean, how many of us have, have talked to self-published authors who just, you know, they publish their book and then they for, forgot to like plan the marketing, you know? And so they're all of a sudden they're scrambling to get people to buy their book, but they don't really have a plan. Well, in a proposal, a big part of your proposal is planning out that launch. So that's just one way that a proposal helps you regardless of whether you self-publish or go the traditional route. Mm, got it. And so, and so let's talk about that for a second. Cause I think naturally a lot of people would say, Oh, well, hold up. Like, it seems like a, a exactly what you just said, like a book proposal is a way to get a publishing deal. I, right. if I want to self-publish, like, does that make sense? Like, how do you see the, like, does it make sense to do a book proposal? If only if I'm traditionally publishing, uh, also if I'm self-publishing, what are kind of the benefits of creating right. a book proposal from a, from a traditional publishing side of things and then from a self-publishing side of things, if you think that makes sense. Yeah, well, on the traditional side, it is step one. I mean, you really, you really can't get anywhere uh, without a book proposal. Everything starts uh, with a book proposal. I mean, you may, you may send a query to an agent um, first, but if that agent says yes in a book proposal, you don't want them to wait very long, right? You, you yeah. want to be able to send the book. So that yeah. really is um, the first step with traditional. On the self-publishing um, side, I I still I mean obviously you're not gonna you're not gonna publish your book proposal, but 
um, I think it's a great way to get your hands, your arms around your project. Um, I remember talking with our mutual friend, Jeff Goins. He said, Jeff said, you know, people think of book proposals as being for the publisher, but they're actually for the author. You learn so much about your project. Um, you learn about how you're a credible source for your content when you write your bio. You learn about your book structure when you write the synopsis. You figure out your concept in general when you just come up with a title and subtitle. So I think, I think it can be a useful step in the self-publishing process. That's great. And, and so, uh, and I love that you, how you're talking about just, you learn and, and, and it's, it's like forced clarity, right? If you, if you start with, a, you know, it's like creating a business plan forces you to get clear on, okay, who are my target customers? Yes. AKA who are my target readers? Uh, how am I going to market this and get sales? Um, what is the through line of the book? You know, kind of all those things. So that's awesome. So I, I want to just walk through like, so what were kind of some lessons that you, I guess we'll start with lesson learned and then I want to just get into nuts and bolts of like, Hey, how do we do this? What, what's involved, all that. So um, what were some of the lessons you learned? Cause you were on the other side, if I remember correctly, I think it was Baker books and yep. you were, I, I want to say you were an acquisitions editor. So you're, you're reviewing book proposals. Uh, so kind of at the, at the top here, like what's uh, as a, uh, as someone who's reviewing those, like what stood out to you? Any takeaways from just like, oh, cool. Here are a few things that like from the other side, this is important and it's important that you nail this or just lessons learned kind of from that process. Right. Well, let me start with this. Um, the first thing I tended to look at in a book proposal, when, when you're right, my job was to review book proposals and decide which ones go on in the process and which ones go to the recycling bin, you know. I had that boilerplate rejection email that I sent out multiple times each week, you know, and I was, I was polite, but uh, the fact is when you submit a book proposal, you're now in competition with a bunch of other authors. So anyway, the first thing that I looked at was the bio. I wanted to know who was I going to be in business with um, and why would they be credible uh, to write this book? Um, I mean, it's just true that editors like to publish authors with whom they'd enjoy sharing a meal. So you, you want to come off well in your bio. So that's, that's uh, what we could start there. Another one would be, um, you know, I think of the three C's of publishing success. Concept, what's your book concept? In other words, does it meet a real need real people really have? Uh, crowd, what's your platform? What's your ability to market this book along with the publisher? And then craft, C-R-A-F-T how well is it written? So the best book proposals will spotlight your strengths in those three areas, concept, crowd, and craft, C-R-A-F-T. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So not like craft mac and cheese. Right, right, right. Or, or, or C-R-A-P is what it can sound like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let, let's walk through, I mean, how, how to create a, a great book proposal. Like, what what are the elements? Where do you yeah. start? What are the main things that you need to touch on? I know that's a big question, but maybe even just at a high level, like 10,000 foot view, walk us through kind of what, what it looks like. Love it. So, um, so the first step is that cover page. And that has, I mean, as, as you'd expect, it has your title, subtitle, your name, your contact information. Don't forget your contact information. <laughs> Uh, you don't want your editor hunting around for, for your email address or your phone number if they like what they're reading. But, you know, and your title and subtitle really are, um, it, it sounds so simple, but 
you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. And so um, making sure that that title and subtitle are unique and meeting a, a strong need in the marketplace. Um, that's what you're after there. And then I always encourage writers on the reverse of the cover page, include some alternative titles and subtitles. A little pro tip here, um, you know, if all you have is one title and subtitle on your proposal, it's as if you're saying to the publisher, do you want this? If you give them multiple uh, titles and subtitles, they'll see different positionings in the marketplace, potential positionings in the marketplace. And it's as if you're asking, which of these do you like most? Which is a very different, different question. So that's the first part. Um, the, the second would be your brief description, sometimes called um, you know, the purpose of your book. But this is three to five paragraphs where basically you cast your vision for your book. And um, uh, one key part of this is that this is your first writing sample. Like this is the first place where somebody's going to read what you sound like when you write. So you want to cast a vision. You, I often encourage writers start with a story because that brings uh, the reviewers in. Um, you also, in this area of your proposal, want to have what's called a book hook, sometimes called a premise. And this is just a one sentence attention grabber, you know. Um, so you just want to grab people's attention with your, with your book hook. So that covers like the first like two pages right there. Um, and then your bio. And I, like I said, Alvin, I usually skipped right to the bio. 250 words, doesn't need to be super long. But just describing your achievements, um, your networks, your, um, your previous publications, and why you're credible to write this book. Um, so that's the bio. Then uh, a table of contents and chapter by chapter synopsis. This is where you show the architecture for your book. Um, so the table of contents, we all know what a table of contents is, we've seen those, but your synopsis is usually three to five sentences describing each chapter. You wanna describe in each of those little, those little descriptions kind of the, the journey that the reader is going to go on from the beginning of the chapter to the end of the chapter. That's the synopsis. Then you move into the uh, platform and marketing sections of the book proposal. The marketing of uh, the platform section looks backward. So what is what do you have in place already to help promote your book? This is where you get to kind of toot your own horn on uh, what you've been able to do to develop a following up to this point. And then the marketing is, or, or marketing plan really looks forward. How are you going to leverage your platform to market your book, to promote your book? And I always think in terms of three phases, the pre-launch, the launch, and the post-launch. What are you going to do in each of those phases to promote your book? Often uh, writers will include a competitive analysis. This is where you kind of show the reviewers the landscape that your book would be entering, the company your book would keep. You know, no book is published in a vacuum. So you show publishers four or five books that are in the same space and how yours is distinctive. And then the writing sample. Um, so this is usually introduction, couple chapters of the book itself. And I'll just say about that, don't don't like lose steam when it comes to your writing sample. This is the one part of your proposal that publishers are thinking about sending into the world. So you want to really, you want to really make that sing. So that's, I mean, that's a lot, Chandler, but that's kind of the, the those are the major elements of a book proposal. Got it. That's great. So we've got title page, so title, subtitle, contact information, and I love that why you should in, uh, include, you know, multiple title and subtitle options. So then it's an either or, not a uh, 
do you want this? So it's like in sales, that's like an either or sale, right? Like, do you want to meet at 9am or 11, 11am? It's like, I'm giving two options, both of which you're interested in the book, right? So you got that, you got that at the start, then you've got a brief description, um, purpose of the book. So you got kind of your book hook, your book hook, or your one sentence attention grabber, then you've got your bio. So achievements, networks, previous publications, why you're credible. That's important. You've got table of contents, chapter by chapter synopsis, platform and marketing. I love you said platform looks backwards, marketing looks forwards. That's great. Um, So what do you have already in place looking backwards? And then how are you going to leverage that looking forward as part of post-launch or sorry, pre-launch, launch, launch, post-launch, you've got competitive analysis and then writing sample. Is there anything that we missed there? Like anything else that you see included in in kind of a, a, a typical book proposal? Sometimes authors will include a section called something like possible future books. And Hmm. the reason you would include this is, first of all, if you have an idea of what what you might write in the future, you may want to include it. Um, You know, if it's a totally different kind of book, like if you're proposing a self-help nonfiction book, but your next one is going to be a children's book and they're completely unrelated, then it probably doesn't make sense. But if, if, including that section would show a trajectory uh, of writing that you want to be doing that kind of fits, then it works. And there you just, uh, working title and subtitle, anywhere from a half page to a full page description. I've seen people even put in a table of contents, so it might even be a couple pages per book. Um, Mm. But there there are a few things that that opens up. one is that a publisher might say, you know what, we don't like the book you proposed, but we'd really like to hear more about that book you put in the possible future book section. That's one possibility. Another possibility is, you know what, we don't want to make just a single book offer to you. We want to make a two or a three book offer to you. And we love the ones that you described in the possible future Mm -hmm. books section. So um, there's a lot of upside to including that, not much downside. It's not absolutely essential, but it's a, it's sometimes a good, a good section to include. That's great. That's a great idea. Now, how many, how many pages typically is all this? Like what's the ideal uh, page length or length of length of a book proposal? I'd say anywhere between 20 and 40 pages. I've seen them as, as few as 15 pages. I've seen them as many as 70 pages, but I would say in that 20 to 40 range is about right. Um, you know, and people always ask, is that single space, double space? That what I tended to see was that everything up to the writing sample was single space, and then the writing sample was double spaced. So, um, so with that in mind, 20 to 40 pages. That makes sense. And then what would you say, you probably get asked this all the time, but what are the most important parts? I, mm-hmm. I know it's probably tough to choose, but if you, you said, all right, I've, I listed all these things that you need to cover, but you definitely need to nail this. Like what are the one or two parts of the book proposal that you're like, okay, you definitely need to like really nail that. Yeah, that's good. Well, I think one way to talk about that is just how much time it, it takes to write the various sections. And my experience with, with clients, Chandler, um, you know, you write everything up to the marketing plan. So the title, subtitle, brief description, bio, synopsis, table of contents, you write all of that kind of in one fell swoop. And that, 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 can, that can go pretty quickly if you have an idea of what you want to write. I talked about the bio being super important. 
Um, and then comes the platform and marketing section. This takes as much as, if not longer, typically than that first section. And listen, you can be too, you can be too verbose when it comes to other sections of your book proposal, but when it comes to the marketing plan, you almost can't be too lengthy. Publishers love um, to read about yeah. all the ways that you're going to help them promote. So that's a really right. important, the number one reason publishers turn books down is because of too small a platform or not enough in the marketing department, you know? So that, that is a key part of your proposal. Um, and people, you know, people get flummoxed, like what on earth do I put in there? And that's why I talk about pre, what, what would you do before the launch? What would you do in the first, you know, two months of launch? And what are you going to do six months after launch? If you can cover those and give some ideas, That'd be terrific. And then the writing sample um, is, you know, this is this is what they're thinking about publishing. So it needs to, I mean, this is where you want to get an editor involved. You want to have some readers to give you some input. You know, you want that. Ideally, what happens when the reviewer reads your writing sample is they think, oh my word, we need to get this into the market. You know, that's what you don't want them to think, ooh, this is like, we're going to have to do some work on this. You know, that is not. And mm -hmm. I think that's the temptation for a lot of writers. Yeah. They'll think, oh, this is the part they're going to help me with, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just I'm going to phone it in here. But what you want yeah. them to think is we need this. We want to be the imprint that publishes this content. You know, that's what you're looking for. So I don't know if that exactly answers your question, but because because the, the whole thing is important. But sometimes it's helpful to think of the kind of break it down into three yeah. main sections. Yeah. And it sounds like this is a, a the, you know, this is a great topic with great writing and there's a plan that we believe in and a platform that we believe in to actually sell books and like kind of that one, two punch there. So any, any anything else that, that, that you would say from a marketing perspective, because it sounds like that's a really important piece and I totally mm -hmm. get that because publishers are businesses, right? So it's, yeah. okay, yeah. is this going to sell? Like anything else that you've seen work really well from demonstrating the ability to sell a, a book or what to put in the marketing piece? And I guess, especially if you don't have a huge platform, you're a first time author and you're like, oh man, I don't have this massive platform. Like any tips on how to get around that or what types of things to put in there? I love that. I love talking about marketing because it's really about having an impact, you know? not many people write a book to sell just 100 copies. You know, we want to have a bigger impact than that. So thinking ahead of time about the marketing is really, really important. So a few ideas here. Um, when it comes to your platform section, um, you know, you really do have to let people know your numbers. You know, what are your Facebook likes? What are your downloads? What are your, what's your traffic to your site like? What is, what's your email list? And I, I would really point strongly to an email list. Um, you know, regardless of your book proposal, if you haven't started growing an email list, I encourage you, it, there's just no better marketing, in my opinion, in this day and age, than if you have that email list. Um, and there's no better way to promote a book than with an email list. So if you don't have big numbers, one way to get around that is to, to tell a story of growth. So, you know, you may only have uh, 2,000 email subscribers, let's, let's say, but maybe you can say in the past six months, it's doubled. And I have this plan in place to keep it doubling. So you can kind of tell a story of growth rather than just going, I have this number. So that's one, one piece of advice. When it comes to the pre-launch part of your marketing plan, I think so much of that is about list growth. It's about growing your audience. 
um, I was having a, uh, a meeting with a publisher not too long ago with a pretty successful, an author who's already pretty successful. And one of the sales representatives looked across the table to this author and said, between now and when your book launches, be growing your platform. So what you want to point to in the pre-launch uh, section is how you're going to grow your platform. And I think list growth is just a huge part of that. So what are all the different strategies you're going to use to grow your list in, that, in those months before launch? And then during the launch, let's say first two to three months of publication, like just if it looked like an all out blitz, what would, how would that go? Whose podcasts are you gonna are you gonna pitch? Um, who who's gonna get you know what are you, what are you gonna do with a launch team? Um, what what are you gonna do with your own uh, blog or your own podcast? What are you gonna do with speaking? Like just brainstorm. And if you need to involve some friends and say, look, I just need some ideas. Um, I remember a, a book proposal reading a book proposal a while back. And this author had given over, well over like 50 marketing ideas. And we knew there was no way we could execute. In fact, it probably wouldn't, wouldn't be a good idea to execute all of them. Um, but you don't give 50 marketing ideas if you're not committed to marketing. So, yeah, so that's yeah. the idea. You want to really just mm. give it all. And then mm. post-launch. This is where you can differentiate yourself from other proposals. Because most proposals, I'll tell you, don't even think about, you know, the book as it exists and as it's being promoted six months, 12 months down the line. So for example, what, what holidays would it make sense to promote your book in conjunction with? What times of year just naturally lend themselves to your kind of book? What specific time, you know, year, month related um, uh, promotions could you do for your book? Could you create a PDF for a particular audience that ends up promoting your book at a specific time of year. You know, so that's another, another key differentiator. That's great. And I love the emphasis on the post launch as a way to stand out. That's awesome. What, yeah. um, two questions, kind of follow-up questions here. So, all right, I create my book proposal. Do I just, you know, make that into a PDF? Do you recommend like getting it designed well to stand out? Like any tips from a, uh, an aesthetic um, perspective? Yeah, I think this is another way to differentiate. First of all, make sure it's edited, it's really clean. Um, you know, you've, you've done the developmental edit, you've done a copy edit. I mean, it is, it is dialed in in terms of the text. Yes, then I would go ahead and hire a designer. And this doesn't have to be super expensive. You can get on a place like Fiverr or Upwork and easily I would think you could get it for $100 or less, get a really strong design, encourage you to, you know, to really give strong direction to the designer. You don't want it over-designed. You know, you don't need pictures on every other page. You just need it to look good, um, you know, look better than just a Word document. So I do think that's, I think that's a great idea. Cool, that's great. And, and what are some, like, what are common mistakes that you see folks making, especially if it's their first uh, book proposal? Right, yeah. A skimpy marketing section is one. Um, you know, I'll see a marketing section that's just, you know, a page long and they just, they really didn't try, you know, um, uh, maybe they didn't, they didn't know better. Um, but we, you know, in the, in the publishing world, like I said, you're in competition with people who really do have an engine for promoting their books. You have one too. You just need to brainstorm it out. You need to, you need to do some investigative work and really, really 
dial that in and, and lay it out there for, for your potential um, publishing partner. So that's one. Um, you know, I think um, there, you know, there's a there's a fine balance between um, between saying, look, I'm gonna be a great partner. I'm going to work hard and um, and get and get this book out there, not only in terms of how well it's written, but in terms of how it's promoted. Like I'm gonna be a good partner. There's that. And then there's the, I'm the best thing since sliced bread and kind of an arrogance, <laughs> yeah, you know, that yeah, can come yeah. forward in a proposal. So that would be another, like, you guys are lucky to publish my book, you know, that kind of right, a tone. Right. But we, you definitely, you want to come across as strong, but not egotistical. <laughs> so the, balancing the line between confident and, and, and kind of the diva of like, exactly. oh man, I don't want to, I don't yeah. want to work with this, uh, uh, this author. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Let's switch gears a little bit. All right. So we've done all this hard work, mm -hmm. created an amazing book proposal that, that it, it, it proves this is a great topic. I'm a great writer and author for this topic. I'm a credible um, author for this topic. And here's a great, you know, platform marketing plan, all that good stuff. Now what? <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, uh, the, the proverbial fork in the road of like, I've already decided to self-publish. So maybe I just use some of this to crystallize my marketing plan and crystallize the book. And so I can go along my way and do that. But I would imagine for most people, it's I want to go get a, a book deal. So yeah. how do you do that? And, and how do you go from kind of book proposal to book deal? What does that process oh, look great. like? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. How do, you, how do you find the agents and publishers that would be a good fit for your book? And you know, there are these massive tomes, like uh, one's called Writer's Market. If you're in the Christian uh, publishing industry, there's a, there's a counterpart, I think it's called Christian Writer's Market. And there are books like this, you can find books out there that are basically um, catalogs of agents and publishers. But the last one I look at, it was like 900 pages long. Um, I talked with the children's book author not too long ago, and she said, actually, it wasn't that hard to navigate because there were only a handful of agents who who um, represent children. So in her case, it wasn't that big a deal. But I think in many writers' cases, just the idea of like spending hours pouring through a book like that, that just makes me tired thinking about it. So here's a different method that I think is more effective and more enjoyable. Um, what you do is either go to your own bookshelf or to Amazon, or when we're allowed to go in bookstores, you know, go, go into a bookstore and, and go to the books where where you think your book is going to be sitting, right? Like what are the, what's the company your book is going to keep in the marketplace? The more recently published, the better. So these are the same kinds of books that you would put in your competitive analysis. Um, and what you're going to do is you're going to look at those books. You're going, to, you're going to write down who the publisher is, and then you're going to look at the copyright page and the acknowledgements sections of those books and do some, do your best Sherlock Holmes, right? And try to figure out who is the agent for this book. Um, and then you're gonna to try to come up with a list of, you know, your top five agents, your top five publishers, but then make an even longer list. Have as many as 10, 15, 20, if you can, agents and potential publishers. Um, if you start with recently published books that are similar in some way to the book that you're proposing, then you have some confidence that if you end up working with these people, they have some experience with the same kind of book that you wanna put into the world. So that's the advice that I'd give. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. 
So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. That's awesome. And so you're, you're doing some detective work and I love doing that too, uh, where I'll read a really good book and I'm like, I know they had a ghostwriter. I know they had someone in a, and, I, and I go to that acknowledgements page and you start looking through and I start friending those people on LinkedIn <laughs> and saying, hey, if you're, ever, uh, if you're ever looking for some work, we're hiring at self-publishing school. Uh, and <laughs> that's one of my favorite things. Um, so, all right, so now I've got a list, top five, top 10, top 15 agents and publishers, what's next? How do I, uh, how yeah. do I just email them and how do I find their contact info? Like how do I get the book proposal in front of them, but also in a way where they're actually going to see it, they're actually going to read it and they're going to, they're going to take me seriously. That's good. That's good. So um, a couple of thoughts here. Um, first of all, agents and publishers will have a submissions policy on their website. So you definitely want to check that out for each agent, each publisher involved some of the larger publishers, most of the larger publishers will have a no unsolicited proposals policy, meaning you have to have an agent. Now, some of the smaller houses and sometimes an author's working on something that's more technical or more niche, and there's, there's some smaller houses that, you know, would be a really good fit. And sometimes those houses will accept unsolicited proposals. And so you don't, you may not, you, you may go right past the agent to, to the publisher. Um, I think in many cases, if you can get an agent who's well-versed in your kind of book, you're going to be better off. They're going to negotiate a better deal for you. Uh, they're just going to be able to help you through the process a lot more. Um, so that's, that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, there was something else I was going to say in terms, oh, um, probably one of the best ways to get an agent or a publisher is to be referred by one of their current clients or authors. So, um, so if, what, that, what does that mean practically? Well, it means you should be following authors that are sim they're doing similar things to what you're doing, not just for, the, not just for mercenary reasons, not, you know, not just to one day you can cash in on that relationship, because, but because it's just a good idea to know what other authors are doing, right? You're, you're, like I said, your book is not gonna exist in a vacuum. You're gonna enter into this, this sort of landscape, this, this, this niche or this field that your book is going into, it's a good idea to know what other voices are saying in that space. But in addition to that, as you comment on blog posts, review podcasts, you know, as you kind of make yourself visible, tweet to that author, you know, it may become natural someday for you to say, hey, could I have five minutes and tell you about a book that I'm working on? You know, we notice the people who follow us, right? You and I, both platform builders ourselves, we notice who shows up and who listens and who comments and who reviews. So if you've been doing that for a while, um, you know, it's quite possible you could get a conversation with an author and then it might be really natural for that author to go, you know what, let me put you in touch with or let me send your thing over to, over to this agent that I'm working with. Um, so that's another, another great way to get, uh, to get an agent or a publisher. Mm, that's great. And, and so it sounds like referrals are a great way to get an agent. And depending on the publisher, you know, most of the time you're going to have to get an agent first mm -hmm. and then get in front of the publisher. 
um, in, unless it's maybe a smaller publisher or they have an exception or something like that. So the first step for most people is finding a good agent. And you mentioned that the best and easiest way, which I 100% agree is referrals. I mean, for just about anything, that's the best way uh, is getting an introduction. Any other tips for finding a, a good agent uh, and then getting them to represent you and kind of be the advocate and, and start to, to send that proposal out on your behalf? You know, I think doing a great job on your on your query and on your proposal, and you can use the brief description in your proposal to write your query letter. Um, uh, there's a literary agent out there, Rochelle Gardner, who has some great content on writing a query in particular. Um, so, you know, I think I think that's key. Look, agents are looking for good product. Now, there are some agents that are just so they're so full that they just don't have room for new clients, but many, many agents are ready to take on a great new client. So you got to go into it with that sense of confident hopefulness and just deliver your best. And, um, you know, the advice I give to a lot of writers, Chandler, is give this process, if you want to pursue a traditional publisher, give this process, you know, the time it takes for you to really give it a good a good shot. And if it doesn't work out, don't let your dream die, you know, go talk to Chandler and do the self-publishing thing and use your self-published book to build your platform to better position yourself for a traditional deal down the line. Um, so that would be, that would be my take. That's great. And I think that's a good, there's a really good point there is, and it's something that not people don't talk about enough is one of the best ways to get noticed is self-publish a book and sell it well. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I've got friends who, and, and students of self-publishing school who have self-published a book. And then a publisher said, wow, that's selling really well. Can we buy the rights to that book and republish it? Uh, and, and so you'll, you'll get a really great deal or you can get a good advance on the next book because you've proven I can do the work, I can deliver a good product and I can sell books um, and so I think that's just such a great, great point and, and great place to start for yeah. a lot of people. Can, can you walk us through? So, all right, we're, we're, you know, I found an agent. All right. They're going to represent me. They're pitching to publishers and, and, uh, and, and now, you know, we're starting to get some interest, hopefully. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so how do you navigate that process uh, as an author? And obviously, you know, your agent, that's part of what you're, you're, you're trusting them to do, but how do you navigate that process as an author um, to, to, to get the best advance possible and then also to find a publisher who's really going to get behind your book? Like any, yeah. any tips there? Yeah, well, this is the exciting part of the process. And by the way, don't be like your, your agent will come up. If you have an agent, you'll, your agent's going to come up with a pretty, probably a pretty lengthy list of editors um, to send your proposal to, and you will get some, you, unless, unless you're the, you know, the unicorn, you're, you're going to get some rejections. You're going to get some letters of, of decline as it were. Uh, but hopefully you will get some interest. And, uh, often what happens is publishers will want to talk to you even before making an offer. Uh, they'll want to, they'll want to talk with you, hear more about your project, your passion for it, your story, things that you just can't get from a proposal, no matter how thorough it is. And, um, uh, and so you have, the, and those conversations are a good opportunity for writers to find out, am I going to be okay working with this editor or this marketing team? Do these people sound like they know what they're doing, you know? Um, so, and, uh, and, but sometimes you'll just get an offer. Like they won't, they won't offer, they won't ask for a conversation. They'll just send over 
an offer. By the way, major deal points of an offer are advance. So typically you'll get some of the money up front, some of it when the, when the manuscript is turned in. Sometimes there's a third payment when the book is actually published. Then the royalty rates, which really vary from, from project to project. This is the, the percentage that you make off of each sale. So after the advance is recouped, then you're paid those advances. Uh, free copies, this is a key point, you know, uh, you're writing this book, typically an author is going to give you some amount of free copies. Uh, I would say don't settle for 10. <laughs> ask for, if they're offering 10, ask for more and see what happens. It never hurts to ask. And then another key part of a book deal is your buyback discount. If you want to purchase copies of your book, what's going to be your price on those books? Because this is often a key revenue stream for, for authors as selling, selling copies of their own book. So typically your agent will forward communication from publishers to you. And uh, hopefully, you know, you're going you're gonna to go through a process of having discussions with publishers. Um, then you're just going to have to start looking at the numbers. And, um, you know, numbers are important. Like the amount that a publisher is willing to invest in your project is a, is a reflection of their interest and their commitment to the project. So those numbers are important, but they're not the only thing, right? There may be other things that a publisher brings to the table, like, you know, just a, an editor who's worked with an author you really admire, or um, a marketing team that has some pretty innovative ideas, or a sales team that has access to markets that no other publisher has. You know, these are all things that you're going to need to keep in mind as you make the decision. And it is, even though you have an agent, it is ultimately the author's decision. It's your, you're gonna sign your name on that contract. Typically the agent does not. Um, so it ultimately is the, the, the author's call. That's awesome. Um, and, and so any, like, what are you looking for um, when you say don't settle for 10 copies, like 10 free copies, like what, what's a good range or what's ideal amount there? For free books? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd go for a hundred at least. Um, and see, see, and again, it, it'll vary depending on the publisher. Um, but I, that's what I would, that would be a minimum I would yeah. go for, um, and see cool. what happens. Yeah. That makes sense. Now. All right. So we went through this process. Now we've got offers and you, you've talked about this a little bit. Any other tips on like how to choose the, the, the best publisher? So we've got like, you know, we've got a pie chart, it sounds yeah. like, and you know, yeah. uh, and everyone's pie chart might look different. I have a video yep. on this on the seven figure principles um, show and seven figure principles podcast. But I think about that in terms of like when I'm recruiting people onto the team, uh, it's like why they would join self publishing school. Everyone has their different pie chart. Some people really care about like, Hey, I want to make a ton of money. Some sure. people care about, I want job security. I want to make an impact with what we're doing. Like everyone's pie chart looks different. Very similarly to this, it's like as an author, everyone's pie chart looks different. Some people might say, I want a huge advance. <laughs> Some people might say, oh, I want a high royalty rate. I want a good marketing team, a good, a good sales team that, that can actually, uh, you know, get in touch with um, people who can buy the book. Or some people might just, oh, I, I wouldn't just want to be published the same one as like this author is I really like. <laughs> and I don't really care about anything outside of that. Any, any other tips on like how to, how to choose, like once you've got author, like some good offers, how do you yeah. decide which publisher to go with? Yeah, so, so offers, I mean, that's the easiest thing to evaluate is this number more than that number. So that's kind of, that is important. That's part of it. 
but the the there I would say there are three maybe four major services that a publisher offers, and I think you know um, some of these are more important to some authors than others. You know, like you said, the pie chart varies author to author. But first is editorial, and that is not just you know do they have the ability to edit my book, but do they have some creative vision for what my book is going to become? So much of um, editorial quality comes comes uh, to a conceptual level like what is actually going to appeal in the marketplace and marketing can help with that but editors can help with that too they have some experience they also have relationships with their marketing colleagues they can have conversations with them so so that is all about um you know sort of the editorial capacity and and when you're having those conversations What's under the hood in terms of their creativity, their, their willingness to interact with you and collaborate with you? And so that's the first part. The second would be um, marketing, and I would put you know, marketing and publicity in there too. So marketing, think ads, think um, you know, promotions that the publisher is going to pay for, think trade shows, think um, you know, a, a book trailer or a website for your book. If, if you know, Sometimes that's, they're often helping the author, funding the author's creation of their own website. But that's, that's all under the, the Facebook ads, that's all under the rubric of, of publishing or of marketing. And so you know, I think a key question to ask a marketing team is, can you talk about what you've done with a book similar to mine, what worked and maybe what didn't work? You know, just let them answer that. Um, and then publicity. Um, this is marketing that you don't pay for and that the publisher doesn't pay for. This is uh, podcast interviews, radio, TV. Um, this is excerpts in uh, magazines, either online or physical. Like what connections does, um, does your publisher have to media outlets and how can they leverage those for you? Um, how, when does that even happen in the process? You know, these are all the kinds of questions that you'd want to ask a publicity team. Um, yeah. And then sales. What are the channels that, through which you're going to push this? Do I have any chance of getting into Target? You know, um, if, is my book going to be in Barnes and Noble? Ask those questions. What are the what are the special markets that this publisher has access to that maybe other publishers don't? Are there subscription services you're in touch with where my my book could end up in a box that goes out to readers who subscribe. You know, all of those kinds of, of questions. So those are those are at least a few things to to, to wonder mm -hmm. about, to ask questions about when you're when you're talking to a publisher. That's so great, and I, I love that you mentioned publicity, and that's something that we talk about. So for anyone watching or listening, I mean, take we've got podcast episodes, blog posts, YouTube videos. I mean. I think publicity is so important, podcast interviews, media, PR, all that. And whether you're going with a traditional publisher or self-publishing, like it's amazing to find a publisher that can help a lot with it. And even if you do, I think you need to do a lot of work on your own. <laughs> uh, and we've got a lot of tips on that. That is something that I just see. It, it, to, I think to, to me and you, it's, 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 uh, it, it's second nature, right? It's like, oh yeah, of course you would do that. But then I, I see, especially in the self-publishing space, like a lot of people don't. It's okay, mm -hmm. let me have a launch team. Let me do the launch. All right, now let me run some Amazon ads and 
why aren't books selling? Like, but, but you need to get, you need to get publicity and PR and sure some of it's vanity and some of it's not going to actually move books and all that, but, mm-hmm. but th- it can achieve goals of whether it's growing your business, your, your, uh, <laughs> how legit you are as an author, but then also there's a, a lot of ways you can do it to actually sell books. So definitely don't miss that point and, 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 and check out some of our other content on that. Chad, this has been awesome. Uh, I want a, kind of a couple final questions here. Um, parting piece of advice uh, for someone who's about to go on this journey of writing their first book proposal uh, and, and, and going after that uh, book publishing deal. So knowing what you know now, what would you sit, tell Chad from years ago or, or you know, the folks listening, watching uh, and, and kind of parting piece of advice? Yeah, this is, this is uh, so, so grateful for the opportunity to speak to your audience with that question in mind. I would just say, um, you know, your message, your message really matters. Every step you make matters um, and your, your voice matters. You really, you really can have an impact. What you have to say is unique. Um, the story or the message that you have to share is important. And um, every step you take on that journey makes a difference. So I love what Michael Hyatt said. You know, he said, you don't fail if you don't quit or you can't fail if you don't quit. So don't quit. Just keep after it. And one day you're going to get a knock on the door and it's going to be a box of your books. And that moment is just, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it to hear uh, readers, you know, from readers reading your book and being influenced by it. So you deserve to have an impact. You deserve to leave a legacy and a book can be a huge part of that. So get after it. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. It's such a, such a great reminder. Um, <laughs> that's so great. And there's, nothing, there's no greater feeling than holding your book in, in, in your hands for the first time. And just that feeling of like, oh man, this is real. It's here. I did this. I created this. And I always joke, it's like long after I'm off this earth, this thing's going to still be here. Like, even if it's at a goodwill, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's still here. Uh, and so that's awesome. Chad, uh, where can people go to find out more about you, what you're up to, uh, and kind of all that good stuff? Yeah. So if you just Google Chad Allen writing, uh, you'll find my blog. It's chadrallen.com. And uh, yeah, I blog there regularly about writing and publishing and uh, would, love to, would love to welcome you. Awesome. Chad, thank you so much. This is awesome, man. I really, really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you can be listening to, YouTube channels that you can be watching. Uh, So thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, And then number three, this is probably the most important Uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, So number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that. I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. 
All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.